You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're ready for baseball. Hope you enjoy it. It's the Reds and the White Sox. Gutierrez home with the first pitch, and it's off the inside corner for ball one. We're underway at 108 here in Goodyear, 64 degrees with mostly clear skies overhead. And with that, the 2020 Cactus League season got started for the Cincinnati Reds. Unfortunately, they fell to the Chicago White Sox at Goodyear Ballpark Sunday afternoon. Final score, 7-2. Matt Foster earned the win for Chicago, while Lucas Sims, who gave up a couple of runs in the fifth, took the loss. With some thoughts on the game, here are the two guys who called it. Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley. Back with the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. I'm Tommy Thrall. Reds fall in the Cactus League opener, but you really look at the, the things specifically in a spring training game, even more so in the opener. One, we saw Shogo Akiyama get his first hit today, but I think the thing that stood out the most was how good Vladimir Gutierrez looked. This is a guy that was in AAA last year, and if things go well this year, he could be a guy that the Reds could use and call upon if they need rotation help. I don't think there's any doubt that Gutierrez has major league caliber talent. And as far as his stuff is concerned, he's got a high 90s fastball. He showed a great breaking ball. We saw outstanding changeup in spring training last year, but he seemed to just, he was more calm uh, in the outing today. I didn't see him really jumping at the hitter. It didn't look like he was trying to overthrow and I think that just shows you that he's he's gaining more confidence in his stuff. And that's that's the part that you're looking for, especially from a young pitcher. It'll be interesting to see if he continues to build on that this spring. Meanwhile, another guy that's one of the top prospects in the Reds organization, T.J. Antone. We saw him, and he looked really good today. What, what I was impressed with Antone is he was very aggressive early in the count. He was trying to force contact or force swings. And I think that's a... That's a credit to, to Anton's aggressiveness. I think you have to be that way, especially coming through the minor leagues and, and getting a chance to, to pitch at the big league level. And there are a lot of kids that we have seen over the years. They get up here uh, the first time they're in big league camp and they're trying to throw just an inch off the plate or an inch inside and trying to make their breaking ball the best one that they've ever thrown in their life. And th- that's really not pitching. That's just throwing. And, and I thought that he pitched well today. You hate to see guys leave the game with injury, but we saw that with Jesse Winker hit by a pitch in his first at-bat of the spring. You hope he's okay. Yeah, and, and we saw Matt Davidson, the same type of situation. Uh, Jesse, as soon as the ball hit him, he was heading back to the to the dugout on the first base side. Those are the kinds of things, especially for a guy that you're expecting to to really give you some production in your in your lineup during the regular season. You hate to see it, and you hope he's all right. It's the Reds and the Rangers in the second game of the Cactus League schedule coming up on Monday afternoon. Luis Castillo will take the mound for the first time this spring. That game comes your way at 3.05 Eastern across the Reds radio network. Vladimir Gutierrez made the start for the Reds and after giving up a cheap hit to begin the game, ended up pitching two pretty good innings and he had his breaking ball working against Jose Abreu. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss. Good, breaking ball down and away, and Abreu flailed at it. Back-to-back strikeouts, two gone. One of the big stories coming into this game was the debut of the first Japanese player in Reds history, Shogo Akiyama. He started in center field for Cincinnati and was the leadoff hitter when the Reds came to the plate in the bottom of the first. And Shogo 
in his first at bat of the spring. Up there right now, came to the plate to a nice round of applause, and now he rips a line drive up the middle into center. That's a hit. On an 0-1 pitch. Sent it just past the second baseman, Leury Garcia. On a low liner into center, looked like it maybe got in on his hands a little bit, but he fought it off. I'm sure Shogo is glad that that's out of the way. <laughs> Akiyama finished the game one for three. He stranded four runners on base and was also caught stealing. You'll hear what David Bell thought about his game a bit later. And after dealing with injuries the first three years of his major league career, Jesse Winker thought maybe this was the season he stays healthy. He must be snake bit because this happened in his very first at bat. Here's the 3-2 pitch. See if Akiyama's running. He is, and yep. it hit Winker. Got him on the – I think it might have got him on that left elbow guard, although, no, he's looking at that left wrist, and instead of heading to first, he is circled back towards the Reds' dugout, and he's going to get checked out here by Steve Bauman and David Bell, and he's just going to go right back into the dugout. I think that one was – That had to hurt a little bit. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Winker told a team spokesman after the game that he was okay. The White Sox got on the board first in this one off a guy who probably needs to have a good spring to make this team, right-hander Lucas Sims. Ground ball right side, that's through for a hit. Getting the wave around third, McCann. The throw will go to third, and it's not in time. Garcia moves into second, 1-0 White Sox. An RBI base hit for Leuri Garcia. Ground ball headed for short, Cologne into field. The run will score as he makes the play to first to get Anderson, but it's an RBI ground out. The White Sox have dented the plate twice in the fifth and now lead it 2-0. The White Sox scored again in the seventh when Alex Powers gave up a dinger. The 2-1 pitch. There's a fly ball, right center field, hit pretty well. Going back on it, the center fielder, Barnes, he can't get it. That is gone. A solo home run for Sebi Zavala on the right center field berm. And the White Sox lead it 3 to nothing. The Reds scored their only runs in the bottom of the eighth thanks to a couple of their prospects. Catcher Tyler Stevenson, the 2015 number one pick, led off the inning with a double. One out later, 2017 second round pick, outfielder Stuart Fairchild, Got a pitch he could drive. Fairchild, wax one to center field, hit pretty well. On the run, the center fielder at the wall. He can't get it, it's gone into left center field. Stuart Fairchild gets the Reds on the board with a two-run home run. He didn't miss that one. No, he didn't. White Sox lead down to one. It's now 3-2 Chicago. Chicago put it out of reach when they scored four times off Chris Volstead in the ninth inning. A couple of other notes concerning Reds' prospects. 21-year-old Cuban shortstop Jose Garcia made a dazzling play in the field. On the other hand, Jonathan India in his first big league camp committed to fielding airs at third base. Totals for the game look like this. Chicago had seven runs on eight hits with one air and six left on base. The Reds scored two runs on seven hits. They committed two errors, and they left a whopping 12 men on base. Here's what David Bell had to say about the game when he met with the media. So, uh, that's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Good pitching early on. It's good to get the first one under our belt, and um, 
yeah, some good things happen. Um, got away from us there at the end a little bit, but um, good to be out here, play a game, kind of get into the flow of playing games. He looked great. He looked comfortable. Um, I know it's just spring training, but it's kind of nice to get a hit your first at bat just to, to kind of take the pressure off. And I think he, he settled in um, pretty quick after that. He said he was nervous before the game. I, I didn't I, I didn't really see that. He, he looked. I think you're always a little bit nervous before the game. I know there's some extra extra feelings there for him, I'm sure, but it was nice to uh, get into the flow of the game really quick and um, getting a hit and getting on base helps that a lot. So that was good. Um, but he looked he looked great. Seemed like Jesse even after, after coming out, it seemed like after a couple minutes he felt okay. And- Hopefully yeah, right. yeah. I think he's. I know Jesse's uh, getting X-rays just to be sure. I haven't heard the results of those. Look like hopefully everything's okay. And then Davidson also. His his was more on the the hand, so uh, I'm not 100% sure if he's getting X-rayed. But uh, I, I think they're they're both going to be fine. So. Gutierrez seemed to throw the ball pretty well too. Yeah, he looked really comfortable. Um, good fastball. Um, curveball slider, um, sh- couple sharp sliders. So, yeah, he looked he looked uh, really good. Monday afternoon, it's game two of the Cactus League season as the Reds play host to the Texas Rangers at Goodyear Ballpark. The starting pitcher in that one for Cincinnati will be the same guy who probably will get the ball on opening day, right-hander Luis Castillo. We'll be on the air with the pregame show beginning at 2.50 Cincinnati time. First pitch is set. Four three oh five. I'm Dave R. Brewster. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team.